Before we kick off another episode of the EP podcast, I would like to send my condolences to the Lascola family. Steve Lascola passed away about a week ago, and you know a guy is a big part of a community. When his funeral mass is overseen by seven priests and two deacons over at Most Holy Redeemer. And we're talking priests and deacons from parishes all over the south side. When a wake has to be held inside of a church because a funeral home couldn't hold all of those people. Steve was one of the biggest supporters of the EP podcast. A guy who never heard what a podcast was would stop me every single time he saw me and give me words of encouragement, especially at the beginning when I wasn't sure if this was going to work. In fact, he was the kind of guy that every time you talked to him, he made you feel like you were the most important person and the one person he wanted to talk to every single time you saw him. Evergreen Park lost a good one, and this show lost a big supporter. And this episode of the EP Podcast is dedicated to our friend, Steve LaScola. The EP Podcast. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found. And always at the EPPodcast.com. Belly on up to the nine foot homemade oak bar and pour yourself a cold one. My name is Chris. Hannah's here as well. And this is the EP podcast. 30 minutes of good in a world of dumb for Evergreen Park and the surrounding area. We have a packed show, a show delayed by one day because I spent the weekend laying around the house on painkillers and muscle relaxers. The story of how that happened and my failed attempt to medicate myself later on in this program. We're going to talk fire safety, 911, and much more with a lieutenant from the Evergreen Park Fire Department. And Gavin Yeaman from Public Works has a lot of news on a lot of things going on around Evergreen Park. Plus, he's giving a really big thing away to a lot of Evergreen Park households. It's all brought to you by the First National Bank of Evergreen Park. They're my bank. They should be your bank. I'm going to tell you, laid up for the last couple of days and injured, unable to go anywhere, unable to drive anywhere, the online tools allowed me to continue to run my business while laying on my back. I could keep track of all of my accounts, the personal accounts, the business accounts, the kids' accounts. They've got the, the junior savers' accounts. I got teenagers that started jobs. They're getting direct deposits put in. I can check on everything with the touch of a button. They got a brand new app as well. Plus, there's no overdraft charges. So if I would have screwed up, if I would have been too doped up by muscle relaxers to remember that I had something coming out and not put the money in to cover it, there's no overdraft fees anymore at the First National Bank of Evergreen Park. And once I can actually drive a car again, man, I hate being injured, can you tell? I can go to an ATM anywhere and there's no ATM fees. See them today, corner of 95th and Pulaski, that big iconic building, the First National Bank of Evergreen Park. Ed Dunn is down here. He is a lieutenant with the Evergreen Park Fire Department. How are you? Good. How are you doing? Good. Welcome down here. And uh, and it's really nice to have you stop by. I see you guys go by my house on 99th Street uh, from time to time with the uh, the sirens going. Yes. The kids, when they were little, would run to the window and get very excited about it. It seems to me like you never hear, which is a good thing, you never you never hear of any issues with the Evergreen Park Fire Department. I mean, I've been in this town now for, for 17 years. Right. And it's just like... It's clockwork. You have an issue. You guys go and take care of it, and boom. Like, yeah. I've, I've never heard anything pop up with you, which is commendable. Yes, it is. Uh, when you call 911, 
We take your bad day and hopefully make it into a, a better day. Oh my gosh, that's the most positive 911 yes. thing I've ever heard. Yes. See, I was one of those grumpy 911 guys oh, at the okay. end. That wasn't positive at all. Uh, yeah, I hated no. everybody. That's why I don't do it anymore. We need people like you are a positive. That's Thank for you. sure. Thank all you. right, so you you have a, a senior health fair coming up yes. on June the 14th. Tell me a little bit about this. Yes, it's our 10th annual uh, senior fair. And like I said, June 14th from 10 to 2 p.m. at the firehouse. We take all the fire trucks out of the firehouse and we put up uh, 70 tables. So I, in, I invite organizations that deal with senior issues, whether it be health issues or residential places to live. So organizations like that. And then we invite the seniors and they come out and get any information that um, they're looking for. They hopefully will supply it for them. I see you have an entertainment hour in the middle of this. Yes, thing. yes, we have. Oh, are we partying at the, yes, at the firehouse? Yes, we're, we're going to have a little party. No, we have the uh, recreation department has the... Uh, uh, double nickels. They okay. have the chorus that will sing for an hour, and then we also have the dancers that will dance for an hour. And they're all uh, senior citizens, and they come and entertain the people that are there enjoying a, a box lunch that we provide for them. So we should have a little entertainment there also. And you and you have a you have a little raffle I see there. Yes, as well. yes, yeah. we do have the we ask the organizations to give a thirty five dollar either raffle, a gift card, or some type of um, gift for the seniors. So yeah, every organization that we have participate, we ask them for a raffle prize. So we have something to give back to the seniors. Is it important to make a connection with the the older members of our community? Because, well, I mean, the first example I can I can think of is I had a guy who lived next door to me who never wanted to call. Right. He was yes. too proud. His, his wife was very ill. He didn't want to put her into hospice care. He's taking care of her. He's frail. She would fall out of the bed. He'd be knocking on my door. He'd be like, can you help me get her back in there? And I would always tell him, I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'll help you. But, you know, if you call these guys, they're professionals. Correct. They come over. It's not embarrassing. But they there is a fear of calling, asking for help. And then the neighbors are sitting there saying, oh, there's an ambulance in front of John's place again, right? Yeah, there, 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 there is a certain amount of fear. And also, they don't want to bother us. Yeah. I mean, we're there for your help. If you need help, you call us and we'll be there to help you out. Whether it be for first aid, a little picking you up off the ground. That's our job to do. You're paying taxes for that. So you know, we get that a lot, that we're afraid to call. We don't want to bother you. And it's least from our worries. We're, we're glad to do that service for you. Folks, let me tell you something. Firemen are heroes, and they go and they do uh, you know, really hard jobs. But I once spent 24 hours at a firehouse because my uncle was a fireman, okay? They get a lot of downtime, too. You're not bugging them, all right? They can, they can pause the TV now. When it's time to come out and get you, if you need some help, if you need help, call. I used to run into that when I was doing, uh, you know, nine one one. I'd have somebody who call in on a non-emergency line, and what they had was an actual emergency, and they had to wait like five, six minutes till I picked up the phone because I'm taking the ones that are red and blinking and are emergencies, and I get to them when I have a chance. And then when they would tell me what was going on, I'd be like, "That's an emergency." You, you should have called 911. Is that something you guys go over a lot when yes, you talk we with do. these groups? Um, the secretaries re receive a lot of calls from residents saying, I need the ambulance. Well, then call 911. Why are you calling the firehouse, the non-emergency number? You have an emergency, so call 911. That's what it's there for. But, yeah, we do get a lot of calls from people just calling the firehouse. Say, well, we're, we're embarrassed. You know, We're afraid to call. I said, no, that's why the number's set up like that, to help you when you need help. Is it a good general rule that if you're sitting there at home and you're thinking to yourself, well, they're going to have to bring a truck or they're going to have to bring an ambulance, 
then it's a 911 call. Yes, absolutely. We're there to help. It does. And if you don't need our services, then we'll just turn around and go back. You know, we'll just, we, we don't have to be there. Right. They get a ride in the truck. Exactly. The kids we in can. the neighborhood love it. But we bring the uh, truck with us for extra help, extra pair of hands. So if the paramedics need more help with carrying equipment or carrying the stretcher, that's why we have the fire engine or fire truck follow the ambulance so that it's just extra pair of hands to help the paramedics with what they need to do. So what is, what is the Evergreen Park Fire Department makeup? Is it, is it, are, is everybody full time? Do you get people that come from outside of Evergreen and they're doing it part time because they're at another firehouse house as well? Like I, I know that every suburb does things differently. I don't think everybody in Evergreen understands exactly how it works here. Okay, for us, we are a part time department. Okay, um, we're not full time. So full time stipulates that you're at the fire firefighters at the firehouse twenty four hours, then he's off two days, then he's on for twenty four and he's off. So throughout the whole year, that's the way it works. Yeah. For us, it's part-time. We start at 6 o'clock in the morning till 6 o'clock at night. We have 10 firefighters on shift. Then another group of 10 firefighters come from 6 p.m. to 6 a.m. So we have two shifts every day. So we're considered a part-time fire department. One of the other things I don't think people get, which also could be a reason why they get afraid to call, is that you're not the only fire department that can respond to Evergreen Park. Correct. You back up the other suburbs. Yes. They back you up. Right. So it's not like you're taking up the only ambulance in town when you have a problem. Yes. Because you guys will go dive into other suburbs when they need help, just like they come over and help you out. Yes. We have a a system called the Mutual Box Alarm System that if another incident gets bigger than what the fire department can handle, they will call for help. And when we get that notification, then we go help other communities. So we've even been in Chicago. We've been in Oakland. We've been in Blue Island. You know, we just go wherever wherever they need us. And the same thing occurs to us. If we have a big incident, we call for help. Other fire departments will help us. We got summertime here. What's the, what's the most common call in the summertime? The people people screwing around with their grill, not doing it right, fire pits. What, yes. what, what, what do we normally people get? People taking shortcuts. Yeah. They, can, they know, can get away with something a little bit cheaper or just being stupid. You know, and <laughs> that's that keeps us in business. You know, with our, yeah, that stupid. keeps us in business. So mo- most of the time, right now, we're doing a lot of lift assists where people are falling. And you're trained to do that. That's yes, the other thing. That's right. When I would go over yes. and help out my neighbor, like I wanted to help. Like my urge was like, well, he needs help. I got to go over there and help him. And then I'd be like, man, I just screwed up my back doing this, and I'm doing it on exactly. my own. And you guys come in. You got equipment. You got a system. You got you, you guys do this professionally. You're trained to do it. Correct. That's why I looked at him. I was like, you know. This is when you call them. Exactly, and that's and that's what we're there for is the cause. Because you already have one patient, why make two? Because if you're not capable of lifting that person up because of the, their weight, they're not having the right techniques. We have that. We're yeah. capable. Of that. We we do this day in and day out, so we know how to lift and where to lift, hold somebody when we do lift them up. All right, I'm going to ask you a question here. I don't know if you if you got the technical answer, but since I have you here, we all know we're supposed to pull to the right. Yes. When we see the lights and sirens, we're all supposed to stop our cars and don't. Don't stop across an intersection. They may be trying to turn through that intersection. Correct. Okay, but you guys have to deal with the trains, and you got to deal with with a couple of stoplights yes. where it can get pretty crowded, especially at that intersection at 95th Street. So you're coming down the street, and it's crowded, and it's rush hour, and you end up behind a car. You're waiting for them to go through the red light and get out of the way, right? Yes. Because I think people panic when that happens. Like, if they pull up behind you, they're waiting for you to go. They, they got a siren. Don't worry. Just go through. Be sick. But you, that's what you're expecting them to do at that point, right? Um, we also have a system called the Opticom. There's a white sen- There's a sensor on each of the stoplights. Right. That we have a sensor on our vehicles that triggers that. 
So the way direction that we're going turns green and every other direction is supposed to turn red. You can push it through. Right, yeah. So that yeah. gets us through the intersection, hopefully in a safe manner. Some people get excited about that. You know, they see us coming in like that and they don't know exactly what to do. But you're correct. You pull over to the right and then that's when you stop. A lot of people try to race us. They try to beat us to the intersection that we're going to and that. <laughs> or they just stop right in the middle I, of the just lane. Like the just right thing. in the lane and we have to go yeah. around them. So it's very challenging to be a driver of a fire apparatus because again we don't know what they're going to do in that vehicle but what they're supposed to do is pull off to the right and then stop yeah get out of the way that's all you got to do you just, it takes you two seconds you get out of the way exactly and then and then they go by and because guess what you're going to lose against the fire truck mm-hmm. you know i don't i don't think anybody's driving any vehicles around here that are going to be completely crushed if they make the run so get out of the way and it then slows us down from getting to the emergency that somebody's having right exactly so now you're, you're calling having, for help if you're having that emergency you don't want us to be slow you want us to get there as fast as we can so by, you know, blocking us like that or stopping in the middle of the road instead of pulling over, you do slow us down. All right. Well, Lieutenant Edward Dunn from the Evergreen Park Fire Department wants to make sure you understand that there is a 10th annual senior health fair. It's Wednesday, June the 14th. Uh, kicks off at 10 a.m., goes until 2. From 11 to noon, you got the entertainment hour. It's over at the firehouse, 9000 South Kedzie Avenue. There's lots of parking over there because you're right next to Yukich. So you have that entire parking lot there. There's going to be some free health screenings. Uh, Little Company and Mary Medical uh, Center doctors and nurses are going to be there. Uh, they're actually offering COVID-19 vaccinations, which was, uh, at this point, you would think that everybody pretty much either decided well, if they were yes, getting that we thing or not. So. Yeah, we're going to offer it, and again, it's up to you if you, if you want to take it. So right. one more point I'd like to make is we are having golf carts. We have four golf carts because the parking lot is far from the firehouse. So we have four golf carts that the firefighters will be have so that we can get you from the parking lot to the firehouse instead of having to walk that and be tired and not be Which able is to a good idea because so if you've got we, a lot of seniors, yes, absolutely. you're going to have That's way more with. handicap yes. placards than you have spaces yes. that so are So we do have golf spaces. carts available to bring you from the parking lot to the firehouse and then the firehouse to the park, you know, to the parking lot. So we do provide that. Excellent. They've thought of everything. Lieutenant Dunn, you're welcome back anytime. I really appreciate you coming down here and, uh, and talking with us. Thank you very much. Have a good day. Building relationships, supporting the community, and service. These are the things that Country Financial stands for. They're more than just an office you may pass by as you drive through Evergreen Park. They're neighbors who lend a helping hand and support the fabric of your community, including charitable organizations, sports, financial education, and civic organizations. And since Country is already your neighbor, they want to get together and chat. Call your local country financial representative, Mike Thauer, today at 708-425-1559 to talk about the things that are important to you and how he can help you protect them. Gavin Yeaman is back. He is, well, I, I don't I don't want to call you the tree guy, but that's what I always think of you as. You do a lot more for Evergreen Park's uh, Public Works Department, though. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, but you you do take care of the trees. That is one of my responsibilities, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I had a tree at the end of my driveway, and uh, I was like, this thing's blocking my view. And Gavin's like, that's sitting there in that little space between the, the sidewalk and the street. We'll trim that for you. Boom. Done. And then I had somebody else who, like, my kid was mowing a lawn for her. She had a tree that was sitting, again, in that spot between the sidewalk and the street. Uh, so that's really the village's trees. Right. And there was something wrong with the tree. And she had brought out a guy who was sitting there looking at the tree for her, who was going to give her this huge bill. And I was like, 
you should call the public works department because they plant new trees and they replace the ones that have problems and they'll come take a look at the thing. And then later she reached out to me. And she's like, yeah, that was a good tip. I don't think people realize that those those trees like they can they can reach out to you if they have an issue. Right. R- right. Those trees that grow on the parkway, which you mentioned between the street and the, and the public sidewalk, those are the responsibility of the village. So we'll it might not always be as fast as we might like to get to it, but we'll definitely take a look at it and and do whatever needs to be done to yeah, the she tree. had a guy who was going to charge her all kinds of money. It was like a private tree guy. And I looked at her like I was picking up his lawnmower and helping him out, the kid. And she was, she had this guy there, and she came over to start talking to me about, you know, thanks for bringing him over here to cut the lawn. I was like, what do you do with the tree? And after she was done, I was like, call Evergreen Park. That's that's theirs. And she was like, really? I'm like, you don't want to pay 1200 bucks to fix that. Right. <laughs> all right, so what are you doing in season now? Because I assume that you you plant in the spring, but you actually plant in the fall? Both spring and fall are good times to plant, but uh, we plant in the fall more more out of convenience because we have so many other projects going in the spring. Right. Um, but we will have a tree planting this fall. We're looking to plant another 100 plus trees in the parkway. So uh, there is still some room available. So if residents that are listening would want a, a free tree in the parkway, they could just give us a call at the street department and we'll get you on the list and get a, get a tree planted. Look at that. He's giving away free trees here on the podcast. That's why you listen. You get, you get free trees from the village. You wouldn't even have known about that. So you pick the tree though, right? Right. That's That's how that works. That's the catch is we, we select a diverse population of trees. So uh, if, if you are on the list and you don't like the tree, we're not going to plant a tree that you don't like. So we'll keep choosing. You'll show them the tree. Right. And we're going to plant this. They'll be like, Oh, Really? You don't plant any of those ones with the silly whirly birds, right? Well, those are silver maples, and we don't they're not on our list. Good. But there are some maples that still have a, a Samara seed head that uh, that does drop, but it's not quite as invasive as the the whirly bird. Yeah, those things drive me nuts. They're yeah. all over my lawn, they're in my <laughs> pool, they're 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 the worst. I thought they were cool when I was a kid. Throw them up in the air, watch them come down. No, I hate them. Sure. Okay. Yeah, sure. definitely. Uh, okay. So uh, what big projects then are you working on now? Because you mentioned you got a lot that goes on. That's why you wait till fall. Right. Currently, the there's a 99th Street resurfacing going on from Western to California. When that should be wrapping up here in the next couple of weeks. So the disruption there is about over. So it looks like they're moving quick. I've right. gone by it a bunch of times. My, my sister lives right on the other side of Western in Beverly. And I, so I make that trip regularly up and down that street. Right. And it looks a, like they're moving fairly quickly. Right. Not a real big project, but the city did their half a few years back and it was time to get our, our side done as well. So you got that going on along 99th. What else you got? We've got a tennis court reconstruction at Duffy Park. So we're trying to scramble to get that wrapped up before 4th of July festivities over there. Um, so that'll be a pick, uh, tennis and pickleball, a uh, new court over at Duffy. The pickleball explosion continues. Yes, it does. I saw you doing that over there, and I was like, there's there's probably some pickleball involved in this whole De- thing. Definitely some pickleball. Yeah. yeah. Just out of Duffy, and then this this fall we have, hopefully we can get started on Veterans Park, which is 97th in California. We're going to do a, a little renovation on the playground there. Do you ever get like people who suggest a specific thing they'd like to have in the park? Like I remember over at, at Circle, now Klein, they used to have one of those old-fashioned metal things that spin around that, like, every kid gets on and every parent wonders, will they be sucked underneath and killed by it? Right. Like, like one of those things. Now, on the other hand, I dig those, but I would imagine there are new things that you put in parks now. Do you ever get people that suggest, like, hey, I saw this at a such-and-such park. Can we get that over here? Yeah, we do get that. And with the last few renovations we've done, I believe Mayor Burks kind of had some 
vision boards out there and let people kind of vote and put their input on which things they would like. What do of, people like the most, you know? You know, it's 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 all over the board. We, like I said, it's kind of a complete design. We have uh, companies give us a, like a rendering and then people can kind of look at which rendering they they like and cast their vote. You're busy out there. We've got a like a village-wide street patching, so we're not doing any large-scale uh, paving like we did last summer when I was here talking to you. But uh, we're going to have some patching, some bad spots around town. So if there's a bad spot, you know, if it's likely going to be on that list. So Yeah. So but if somebody sees something, should they reach out to you? They, they could. They, they could assume that it's probably already... If it's real bad, it's probably already on the engineer's radar. But we'll, if you have something, you could call us and we could take a look and see if that's something that... He would put on his on the project. Is so. it something that you guys drive around and like look for? You're like, you know what? We've got a few things I've noticed that we probably need to fix. Let's go and go up and down the blocks and check everything. Or is there like a running list? And when the list gets big, somebody says it's time to well, attack. Well, generally that. in in the in the spring after you know the roads are kind of beat up from the winter, we send our own in house crews out just to do like pothole patching. But if there's a project like this where we're looking to fill a project, then we us or the engineering firm might go out and actually look and like measure and patch out, you know, try to try to build a project. How many people you got working over there right now? Because it seems to me that I see trucks all the time. It's a very active thing. It's, it, I haven't done a count in the last couple of years, uh, but I would say right around 30, yeah. right, right around 30. Yeah, it's the one thing that I notice, And I, I, I think coming from Chicago originally, you know, I was a city kid. I grew up at 80th and Spalding. Uh, I never saw as many Chicago Public Works trucks moving around. I don't know if it's just because the city was bigger or whatever, but then then again, this place is up is kept up a lot better. You know, there right. aren't potholes forever. There sure. are, the parks are in really good shape. I mean, I had to go play in parks that had broken bottles in the middle of, of it, you know, right. and, and 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 it was it was kind of like the monkey bars were rusted and they were falling as you were hanging off of them. So I mean it is it is nice to see the constant work going on with your department. And we take pride in, in trying to keep those parks and streets and picking up the brush piles. We try to keep, you know, up with that as best we can. Sometimes we have to stop something to do something else because we are a smaller department. So there's a project that might kind of grab some of the manpower for a while. But we always try to get back to those routine things that people want taken care of. Any suggestions for people, like things that they might do in the summer? They're doing a project and... People tend to like, I don't know, put stuff in the street they shouldn't put in the street or people are, you know, doing projects that maybe it's something they should let you know about. Is there do you run in any issues in the summer? Because people get more active in the they summer. Do, they they want to fix up their house. They want to fix up their front. They, they get some project in their head and they start doing it. Is there anything they should be telling you guys about? I would say just if you're unsure, just give us a call. Yeah. And even if it's something that we don't think waste management will pick up and we can pick it up for you or help you out, we'd be happy to as long as it's, you know, we're not. Picking up like a semi load of something out, you know, but uh, call ahead is be my bet, my my advice. All right, Gavin Yeman, you reach out. Is there a number, or do you just look at the uh, website? I uh, look at the website. All you right. can get many any different number. Go go to the website if you have any questions. You need a tree. He's giving away free trees. That's the headline here. I'm giving that's I'm going with that. There's free trees, and they're gonna they're gonna pick the tree for you. And then it sounds like if you don't like it, they'll try to work with you to find you another tree. But they got lots of trees that they want to plant. I think it's great that they have that initiative where they just uh, you guys keep putting in more and more trees. You keep the, the the area beautiful and you're maintaining them as well. So remember that those trees on the parkway between the sidewalk and the street, basically all that stuff there, that's theirs. Except for some reason, I still have to mow the lawn. I don't understand that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Gavin. No problem. Thanks for having me.
It is now time for your EP podcast, Word on the Street, brought to you by Cool Clouds Vapor Shop. Quitting smoking is hard, and Cool Clouds wants to offer you an alternative. Great CBD products, a full taster bar, and that brand new location on the northeast corner of 95th and Kedzie. See everything they have to offer at CoolCloudsVapor.com. Details about the Evergreen Park Independence Day Parade are coming out. The parade kicking off at 95th and Springfield, 6.30 p.m. on Friday, June 30th, going into a very long 4th of July weekend. Fireworks will follow at Duffy Park at approximately 9 p.m. And the EP podcast will be along 95th Street. Keep listening to get all the details and what we will be doing. This is the 53rd annual Independence Day Parade, and if you're looking to participate, there's still time. If you are a hometown hero, veterans and active military are invited to lead the parade with their families. Contact the rec department, 708-229-3373 to participate. And we just had Lieutenant Dunn on from EPFD. Guess what? The morning of June the 5th, 7 a.m., Evergreen Park Fire Department dispatched to a residential fire alarm in the northeast quadrant. They put the fire out, and it turns out the occupants of the residence were awakened by their smoke alarms. In fact, one of them used a fire extinguisher on the fire until FD could arrive. EPFD wants to remind you to make sure that you have working smoke alarms. Take time to check your smoke detectors and make sure they are in good working condition. It saved those occupants. This final tidbit is brought to you by SidSauce.net. The peppers are grown here in Evergreen Park. The hot sauce is developed here and they are probably the best hot sauces you're ever gonna find. A local mom and pop company delivering hot sauce to your door. We got about four or five different styles in the house right here. Check out everything they have to offer. The menu is constantly evolving and the favorites stay up there all the time. SidSauce.net. Each and every Thursday night, the EP podcast goes live on YouTube and Facebook. This past Thursday night, the show did not make it all the way until 9 p.m. after its 8 p.m. start time. My back was one issue, and we had some tech issues here with the internet. All of that should be fine for this Thursday, so make sure you check us out. I think YouTube's the easiest because you can put YouTube on most of your streaming services on your TV. Just have to search up the EP podcast channel or check all of our social media. The links are on there the day of the show. 8 p.m. kickoff on Thursday. I want to play the interview with the Stingrays that we had on the last live show. That's the band playing Klein Park for free, part of the summer concert series this Sunday the 11th, which hopefully my back will be better and I'll be able to attend by then after completely messing it up. Sometimes you do the stupidest thing and you'll throw your back out. Well, this was this was a dad saving his child. That's what this was. You were saving? I was. We were putting the big giant ladder that goes into the pool, into the pool. It's this big bulky thing. Yeah. It has to be weighted down. Right. I got my 15-year-old who's, you know, he's pretty strong, but I have him in the pool. And I'm going to have my 17-year-old daughter and me lift the ladder up over the top, give it to him. He helps us place it in. We're done. I mapped out what we were doing. Okay. So much. Like, it was crazy. Like, I was like, here's what we're going to do. We're going to lift it like this. Then when we get it over here, we're both going to go up at the same time. Then we're going to hand it across. Then it's going to drop back down. Like, I'm explaining this in, in just great detail. We start doing it, and immediately everything falls apart with the plan. My daughter's like losing her grip. I don't know. My daughter's losing her grip as she's doing a thing and it starts to fall on her. And so I do the dad thing where I just reach over and grab the ladder 
And I basically all of a sudden have all the weight of the ladder at like this weird angle. Oh, God. And I just, just oh, did you tore twist the it? bottom of my back up. Oh. It's killing me. It's oh, absolutely no. brutal. And so then I. It's like I, a nerve or a muscle. Oh, I don't know. It's I think it's a nerve because it stretches everywhere. So then I decided I was going to be my own doctor because I hate muscle relaxers. So this is what I decided to do. What did you do? I got in the pool with a bottle of bourbon. <laughs> And I put my back. Problem solved. And I put my back on the Problem little nozzle solved. that comes out. And then I just started drinking bourbon. And, and my my wife's like, "What are you doing?" And I said, "I don't like muscle relaxers. This will relax me." And I drink more bourbon than you should drink at home, kids. Is what I did. Like I, I they they got they got poor right drunk dad to bed last night. Wow. Okay. And it did work fairly well. Like I mean it. it it did. I am better today than I was yesterday. It really did loosen up the muscle. I don't know if I should recommend it. I'm not a doctor. Yeah. Maybe you should see your doctor. Maybe you should get muscle relaxers. Maybe, Maybe just you should get some heat. bourbon. I was like, Maybe you get some bourbon. I'm going to kill it with bourbon is what I was going to. That's <laughs> And that's where I went. That's what I did. I killed it with bourbon. I wonder if our guest here, seeing as how they're both in, band, they're both in a band, I wonder yeah. if they've ever killed anything with bourbon before. We're going to bring them in. We have... We have Frank Rowley and we have Greg Favada. You guys are playing June 11th at Klein Park in Evergreen Park. It's a it's a free summer concert. They're doing a bunch of these, uh, and I think they're mixing them up which parks they're going to be doing them at. But the first one here is on June the 11th. And uh, tell everybody a little bit about the style of music that you play. I have an audio clip, but I'd love for you to describe it first to me. Well, we play 50s, 60s, 70s rock and roll. All the hits, all the hits, and all the fun dance stuff that, that uh, you're used to. Well, here, I'm going to put it on here so everybody can hear it. Here's a quick clip for you. Right, so who's doing the singing? Uh, that that's our drummer Al. The drummer the sings like cowboy mouth style. <laughs> all four, all four guys sing. That's awesome. That's cool. One, one of the one of the coolest um, bands that I ever saw perform is from her home state. Hannah's home state is Louisiana. Yeah, cowboy mouth. Cowboy mouth. And the guy on cowboy mouth Fred sits LeBlanc. in the front with the drums and he's the lead singer and the drummer and they stand behind the guy with the drums, which is crazy. And they're really cool live because of that. Because the dr- when you got a drummer who's a lead singer pumping up the crowd, it gets absolutely insane when they would play a show. But I I've not seen a lot of drummers in my life that sing. That's pretty rare. I've not seen a lot of bands with the drummer sit in front of them either. How long have you guys been playing for? Uh, the band's been together twenty seven years now. Same members. Um, I'm I'm uh, an original. Our drummer's the original and. Greg's one of our new guys. Nice. And our, that's right. And our keyboard player is another one of the young guys that I just took on. But we've been and friends Greg, for a very long time. Okay, so you knew him. So if you were friends for a long time, does Frank make you come in for an audition? Or does he already know enough about you that he's like, you want to join my band? He knew enough because uh, I had he'd seen my bands and I'd seen his. And actually, there's been a couple times in the past when I've, uh, like, I think 2013 it was, I sent it for quite a few gigs at that time. 
because they were they were kind of in between members. So I was able to do that. So Frank and I both know each other's abilities and talents. So it, was, it wasn't a problem. So why this style of music? I love this style of music. It's a fun style. I think it's going to be fun on June 11th out at Klein Park and Circle Park, if you, if you like calling it that. But it, it, it sounds like... It'll be live. It'll be exciting. It'll be good entertainment. It'll be songs that people know. And it, is that why you picked it? You just like being lively on the stage? You know, I grew up with this. I had older cousins that um, that listened to this stuff. I used to sneak into their room and play their records. And I probably scratched them when I was a little kid. Oh, I knew it was I, I grew you. up listening to this. I, I knew it was you who scratched those records. I was sure of it. Now you've admitted it. Now you've got to admit it, Frank. That's why I couldn't learn the guitar part if they were scratched. Uh, take me through, like, regular show here. Is it just uh, that you guys are playing? Are there lights? Is there explosions? Are there fireworks in the finale? Like, what do you tell people they're going to see when they, when, they, when they get to see the Stingrays? Well... Um, we play, try to play the music as authentically as we can. We try to build during the show. So we start out with the older, quieter stuff and get a little bit more rock and roll towards the end. Mm-hmm. But the real thing, we, uh, we include the audience in because we, we play trivia with you. We're contests. And contests, yes. Mm-hmm. Wait, wait! You have in, you have you have interactive things with the crowd during the show. Is it music trivia or what kind of trivia? Yeah, music trivia. Also, there's a big dance contest too, right? Mm-hmm. With the greatest <laughs> dance lesson. I feel like this will be not only an enjoyable musical evening, but great people watching. If you're going to have like a contest with people dancing, I would think. I mean, like, do most of your dancers are they skilled, or do you get a lot of them that look like Elaine in Seinfeld, just kind of writhing around? <laughs> well, they're skilled after Greg gives them the lesson, right, Greg? Well, that by after Greg teaches, gotta be great dancing. <laughs> no, yes. no, no Elaine kicks. That means on June 11th again, Klein Park or Circle Park. People should check you out. You know what time you're going on? Six o'clock. I got right. Six p.m. I got right in front of me. 6 p.m., get out there. It's a free show here in Evergreen Park. Uh, you're going to get to see these guys. Everybody in the band sings. Uh, there's audience participation. There's trivia. There's trivia. a dance competition. This is going to be a live party going on on Sunday, the 11th, in Klein Park, here in Evergreen Park. And the Stingrays seem like a, a fun group. And, uh, guys, I'm going to do my absolute best. I think I'm going to be out there for that because I want to I want to see the dance competition more than anything now. Yeah, right? We want you to Chris. We want you to win. Yeah, well, my back's got to get better. We're not going to tell anybody you're a ringer. We're yeah, not going to tell anybody. Listen, my back has to get better. I'll have to drink more bourbon uh, so I can loosen up I so I can do the twist or solution. I heard that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> guys, thanks so much for coming on the EP podcast, and we'll see you on the 11th of June. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Chris and Hannah. Thank you. Thank you both very much. It's the EP podcast. All things Evergreen Park. It's the EP P podcast Evergreen Park <laughs>